Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. Well, Jabroniacs, what can I say? A WWE Hall of Famer is the president of the United States elect. Uh, Is is that a word that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Yeah, I mean, look, this is not a a political podcast, but... uh, this is the this is the news. This is the reality. Let me uh, introduce my guest here, uh, 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 comedian, writer, uh, Jake Goldman. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, very long night last night. Wild night. We were all up late. And, yeah, uh, super tense. And uh, yeah, look, rate and subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Let's just add that in there. Give us five stars because we deserve it, especially before we speak about politics. Get those ratings in before. It's good. Good philosophy. This is not a political podcast, and I, I think you know purposefully, this is not a political podcast. I, I you know, I, I come on here and I like to speak about pro wrestling because I like it. I, I love it. I find it is something that unifies me with people that I don't even know. Like me and Jake, we've never had a conversation ever no. before right now. But I see him posting online. We have mutual friends, and I he's doing interesting things, and he's posting about NXT and wrestling. And I'm like, let's get let's get him on here. Uh, and it's, so it's a, it's about unity. So I think speaking about politics in general feels divisive, but but I think we got it. We got to do it, and we're going to do it in the context of pro wrestling. Now he is a Hall of Famer. This is a guy we know from the wrestling world, right? Well, he has been in. He's received a stunner. I've never received a stunner. I've never had the. Privilege, I guess, is yeah. what you sort of say. Yeah, I mean, he is a WWE Hall of Famer. He's, WWE he's been Hall at Famer. WrestleMania. He's uh, yeah, but these I, are the facts. Opinions of him aside, it's yeah, that's that's the facts. But I think actually the interesting thing about Donald Trump winning the presidency goes back to that New York Times article that came out, I think, in May, the one that was like, "Is everything wrestling?" I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw it. Uh, uh, where I couldn't help. When I was watching Trump the whole time, think about how he was working the like how he was working people in a wrestling fashion. Well, so going back to uh, like all his debates, performances in the primaries, that's all I kept thinking about because he. I'm like, well, he could deliver a promo. He can work the mic. Yeah, and I, sorry, Jeb Bush, you can't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and the whole. The whole Republican primary, all mm-hmm. those debates were pro wrestling. Yeah. It was all about just like who's the loudest, who has better timing, who's more of a bully, who gets the crowd going. It, that was like pure that. Now, there were elements of that in the general uh, election primaries, uh, uh, debates. Right. But not to the extent when it was just the GOP. Yeah. Somebody, I saw someone tweet out last night that they're like, America just turned heel. They're like, we're hanging out with uh, Russia now. It's Exactly. And I'm a, and a sucker for the Bernie cashing in mm-hmm. uh, uh, a meme. But I guess, I guess how uh, moving forward, President, uh, President uh, Donald Trump will be our president. There's right. no question about that. He uh, won in a... In, 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 in he a, won the Electoral won, College, lost a popular vote. Lost a popular vote in a decisive... He won the general election in a decisive way. But I will say, so the question is... How much of his campaigning was a work? How much of it was him? Was he saying whatever he had to say to get over? Oh, I think 
100% of everything that he was saying was uh, to get over. I think that that was his delivery for just about anything. I think you put him in the room um, with anyone. I think he is a political, personal chameleon. If you are sitting and having dinner with him, he will do everything possible to be like, I'm going to prove to this guy that I'm cool. So I'm going to say anything. And he's just working the crowd. But he doesn't stand on anything, so his character literally flip-flops, and so that's why he comes off like uh, a liar and an idiot. Right, and and uh, that's fine. You could express your opinion on here, by the way. Yeah. I know I say it's not a political podcast, but you know, nah, yeah. at the same time, we could say what you know. Uh, we, we 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 can get our, flex our opinions. I I I just I uh, I I just think there's so many things about Trump where it's like. I heard him on Howard Stern for years. You've seen it for years. He's not a, he's not a socially conservative person. Like I'll never believe that. Right about him. That was like total work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I guess that's a, a saving grace of the situation because that's something that's non-negotiable for me. Is and, and you know, female reproductive rights. Uh, you know, uh, ma- uh, marriage equality. Right. I mean that's stuff that's just. I actually the one thing that makes me feel okay is like I think he I think that he's that was all the work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think but on one hand, yes. On the other hand, right. that's also what worries me because I'm like it's not like he goes, "Ah, my plan worked perfectly. Now to go back to being, right. you know, this other person." I think cuz he has a base to play to and yeah. he has to appoint Supreme Court justices. He's going to go with whatever I think I think Donald Trump will go wherever he thinks his bread is buttered. And so he's going to twist and turn to that win. And, like, personally, that is not a quality that I find really, really great in people. But, you know, look, one way or the other, there is a large faction of the country that thinks that the country should be run differently than I do. And he won fair and square. And democracy is, you know, he was saying it was rigged the whole life. The whole time, which was part of his work, yeah. which was saying he was preparing to lose. He thought he was going to lose. He, and by doing that, he was cushioning that blow by being like, yeah. it's rigged. Uh, but actually, I think him saying that actually just got him more turnout. But that's uh, that's the chicken shit heel move, right? Yeah. Isn't that like, oh, you know, it's uh, JBL back in the day. You know, Teddy, you're, you're stacking the deck against yeah. me. And then he like ekes out a win when he really should lose. And we fucking hate him all the more. He was such a classic heel. Yeah. I mean, he was such a whiny. He it, like his win felt like a Miz win. Yeah, and like so. Which, by the like- way, just to, before I forget this thought, when I saw Miz on SmackDown this week, I mm-hmm. was like, they got, and Maurice. I was like, man, Miz is already working on so many levels. If they can map him to Trump in a non corny way, right. He yeah. could be like the one of the greatest heels ever. Like you know what I'm saying? So he's got the foreign wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, I'm certain right now that that is something that's getting floated around. Like, how can we sort of, like, make it work? He'll declare himself, you know, president of SmackDown or something like that. I mean, he's already got the the Hollywood A-lister thing going, and I think it's it's not too hard to just shift that over into a different he, style of thing. He is a reality star. Yeah. The Miz is a reality star. The Miz is, in my opinion, one of, if not the best, heel going today. I absolutely love The Miz. I like his work. I like who he is on the mic. From the moment that I first started picking wrestling back up in around like 2010, around like the Nexus days after taking a break after the Attitude Era, yeah. the moment I saw The Miz, I was like, 
who the fuck is this guy? Because he knows when a work is a work, and he knows he he can talk and he can work the crowd. Yeah. Miz impressive. Yeah. I mean, even on every level, you can see, like, the hard work he has put in and his feel like his uh uh you you know his like perseverance like he's he came in everyone shit on him as his reality star no one took him seriously his body was just okay like even just yeah. physically he's got jacked up he did what he whatever he had to do behind the scenes sticking whatever he, needles he had to stick in him mm-hmm. he got jacked he got into underwear shape yeah. which is very important to me if you want to go heavyweight you got to get into underwear shape yep <laughs> and it's not like it's not like when Jericho switched underwear. He's like, I'm gonna be out of shape. When he was doing the, uh, his like 2008 heel run, he's like, I'm gonna be out of shape and I'm going to underwear shape because I want people to be disgusted by my flab. That's right. You know, he's like, I'm using it for heat. But if you look back at Jericho during his prime time, he was in pretty good shape. Yeah. He never had. He never looked like Triple H. Oh no, he was never. You know, he's never Scott Steiner like sort of roided out. But I mean, he, yeah, lean guy. Great but I promise you, people, this is the only podcast that the day after the general election of Donald, uh, the election of Donald Trump as our president elect, that we're comparing him to the Miz. Yeah, <laughs> only here. I guarantee you, there's no other podcast. I doing actually that. is when all the ele- I was so stressed out with all watching all the election results came in that I was like, I'm going to go watch SmackDown and I'm going to have a great time, and I did. Well, what I did, this is what my viewing this week was not optimal. I I was so wrapped up in the election. Uh, that I didn't. W- I woke up this morning early and just plowed through Raw and SmackDown to record. We record this on Wednesday. It comes out on Thursdays. So like I I watched Raw and SmackDown after knowing Trump won, and it was just oh. like it was so weird to watch something so serious and then something so lighthearted. Yeah, it made wrestling feel. Uh, it, it made wrestling feel so. Uh. Uh. uh entertaining like it felt yeah. so entertaining i was like this is just pure entertainment even from the mapping like raw kicks off with stephanie mapping the red and blue of smackdown and yeah. raw to the democratic and and republican party oh, man and i was like wow this is you know this is the escape that i need mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean any you know uh donald trump i'm you know i honestly i worry about him as a president i don't i don't think he's i just flat out i'm not gonna get too political but I, you know, it worries me with someone who's that un, unqualified yeah. to be the leader of the free world. And this the stuff he said, no way about it, he's not a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's out of the world of celebrity, and he's just offending people left and right. And it's fun within the context of wrestling. When we're talking about James Ellsworth. Right, <laughs> right? it's one thing. But when you're talking it's about, a- like, I mean, the international stage, I mean, it's the world. It's yeah. Live. This is, it's, it's it. It's, uh... It's definitely nerve-wracking. It could be occasionally frightening, but I'm also of the belief that, look, these are the times that you got to be a hero. You got to lead by example and do it with deed and not just word. You know, I think it's very, very easy for, uh, it's very, very easy to talk a big game, but now is a time when uh, if you are unhappy with the direction the the country is going in, now's the time for you to get out there, you know, volunteer donate uh yeah. be be a part of the conversation and help try to make this world a better place than you found it yeah and i think another the last thing that i'll the last thing we'll say and then we'll just get into the hot hot wrestling action is uh you know i i had 
I, I'm not even that political. Like I, you know, I, I'm very political, but I'm not like vo- I'm not one of the more vocal people. Yeah, I don't post things that are super super heavy opinions about it because of the echo chamber effect. You know, mm-hmm. I can't get past that. Yeah, that I'm just preaching to the choir. That really, um, the, you know, that just knowing that it feel, makes me feel annoying when I want to post stuff. So yeah. I'll, I'll like write something and delete it. You right. know, uh, but I'd say that the times where people that I didn't unfollow one person this whole election season who was and those were the people I was paying attention to were the people yeah. who were posting things that were the opposition of my beliefs. And my best friend, I was my best friend, my college roommate, he worked for Fox News for 10 years. I won't say his name. He still has a lot of friends in 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 in. In that field, you know, uh, he's a lifelong Republican, and we had great dialogue about this election. Yeah, w- with w- within ourselves, and he ended up voting. We voted the same way. I won't even right. go into it, even though if you listen to the last episode, I think I'm making pretty clear. And it's, the context clues are here, but uh, we voted the same way, and we had a great, great dialogue about it. So you know, I think there's a lot of things that can feel. We can, everything can feel so negative. And we could feel mm-hmm. so divided. But if we actually reach out to each other, not through just think pieces, yeah. and we reach out, reach out to each other, right? Well, and, and that's one of the great things about wrestling. I, I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, uh, no. Uh, Jake, you'll go right here. Is that, like, one of the things I do love about wrestling is how alive the product is and how you're seeing, right, even when we don't get our way in wrestling, the fans are always heard. Yeah. Your voices are always heard. And, can like, the Daniel Bryan thing, we change it. Right. We go. There's it's almost democracy in motion there. Okay. Yeah, they are. Well, that's what uh, I can't remember if it's uh, Stephanie McMahon or uh, Triple H says, where they're like, you know, we got a focus group every night. Every night they're up in front, and you hope that they listen to the crowd. In the case of Daniel Bryan, or you end up in a Roman Reigns like situation. Yeah. But uh, they, I think that that's that is the beautiful thing, and you have to, you know, it's. By remaining like active and vocal and loud, that is how you help instigate change. And I, I personally think like you're never going to change anyone's opinion unless you talk to them directly. Totally, you know, person to person, not just posting on like throwing jabs over Twitter or Facebook. I think, and you got to do it by let get out there, be a part of the uh, groups that you feel are would help this country move in the right direction because that's yeah. that's the only way to do it. Totally. And one of those groups should be Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, Donate, take your choice. Survivor Series. Donate two weeks. to your local show. <laughs> if you're a SmackDown guy, you can, you can donate to SmackDown. I was raised in a SmackDown house, but now living in a Raw state. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. So, yeah, I just think we just need to move forward. The things that they are, what they are, if you have strong beliefs, support those beliefs, explain those beliefs, not just when the election rolls around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be an agent for change on your local level. Anyway, let's get into pro wrestling. Sweet. Uh, if that turned any of you guys off, then, um, I don't know. Just leave me alone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then whatever. Don't listen. I can't tell you what to do, but give us five stars. That'd be cool. Anyway, wait, Jake. So, again, we're going back to when we, uh, 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 we we just met, you know. Well, we met before, but we yeah. just we just we're speaking, we're rapping. What uh? So, what's your background with wrestling? Like, what's your what's the history here? So we're both Long Island guys. Yeah. Long Island, born and bred. Um, I remember the first time I actually saw wrestling. The first match I ever saw was a uh, Bret Hart match, and it was on Wrestling Challenge, which at the time aired on a Sunday. Uh, and my dad was watching it, and the first thing that he said when he sees me, like. 
watching like uh, them go, he just looks at me, and I'm probably like five or six, and he goes, just so you know, it's all fake. And I'm like, oh, thanks. So kayfabe was yeah. broken for me very quickly. But uh, I mean, like my friends, we really, really but got into have, it. it. It's not a trick. But do, mm-hmm. you, do you have memories of kayfabe being like intact? No. Because I don't have any of those. None of them. I I don't even remember ever thinking Santa Claus. I mean, as a a Jewish kid, but, like, I never, like, I I, I don't think anything was ever, I don't have, I never had any of those, like, enchanted beliefs. Right. Um, You know, the most times that I, is, like, if I would get worked on, like, the Daniel Bryan uh, Miz work shoot on Talking Smack, that's, like, Mm -hmm. the most enchanted that I get. Well, so that's actually, like, one of uh, my favorite things about wrestling in general, not to get, like, too far off there but one of the things that i i love about it and is that it's it's why andy kaufman fit in so well i go well the curtain like never ends and so the best angles are the angles that are have an undercurrent of real life to them and the fact that the like the cm punk john cena uh money in the bank in 2011 is such a great crowd and a great audience it's a great match but it's built on top of the fact that we know what is all happening in real life. This whole backstory that we all saw both what was said on screen and what was not. Right. And it just, like, it charges everything. Uh, to, use a, to use a non-wrestling example, years, years ago, I went to go see Wicked on Broadway, and Adina Menzel was still the lead. Adele Dazeem? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, and her husband at the time, Tay Diggs, was they were both in it and they played like the two romantic leads. Right. And it was like one of the best shows I had ever seen because it was like so charged. But it's not like they were, you know, it's just because they were in love in real life at the time. She's so. another Long Islander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I think, right. That, that any of the element that's real. Yeah. People like. I mean, that even, whatever, that even ties into the election well, also, but it's, we'll go back there. It's, uh, you know, like, wrestling is is theater. I actually, in my, I always say, like, I think it's one of the, like, the last great performance arts. It's really... Definitely. Um, and that's what I love about it, because it's very, very inclusive. One of my friends always likes to say, if you're watching wrestling, if you are there live in the stadium, you are not just the audience, you are playing the part of audience. Your job is, it's like... Look, we know that like Rusev is not a bad person in real life, yeah. but he gets out there and he goes, "I crush America." And we are like, "Boo!" Yeah, we yeah. hate that. You know. I mean, even if you go watch, you can't. There's nothing like it on TV. I mean, yeah. maybe the only argument is like Saturday Night Live or a sporting event, but a sporting event is not scripted, right? Right. So, uh, and and uh, you know, whatever. It, 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 uh. Wrestling is like work, even like stand up, right? Here, here's like like stand up special, right? They mess with that's taped and they mess with the audio. You talk about oh the crowd being there, mm-hmm. like this is the only thing where like something they do it it like can tank, like that Heyman segment. Oh from my two god! Weeks ago, it just like it tanked in a way you, you don't see things tank. You see a team yeah. lose. I guess, I don't know. Well, so I use a lot of comparisons. I think one of the reasons why a lot of improv comedians uh, such as us like, yeah. really, really like wrestling is there's a, really a lot of overlap. Because if I'm on improv stage, it doesn't matter how many years I've done it or how good I am. Sometimes that scene was just bad. Right. Like, we just fell into that trap, and maybe it's, like, a rookie mistake, or maybe we misjudged the crowd. But, like, Paul Heyman is one of the greatest mic workers in history, and he's out there, and they go, they really, really misjudged the reaction. And we could all sit 
here now, like, you know, after uh, the ship has sunk, everyone knows how it could have been saved. We're like, oh, well, they were in Brock Lesnar's hometown. Of course they're going to cheer him. But that wasn't the way that they were thinking. And, like, yeah, it just. But that's easy to say because I can imagine us sitting in the room. I mean, wrestling fans are brutal on the writers. Yeah. But, I mean, I could see us sitting in a room just being like, all right, well, uh, you know. Uh, there, uh, actually, this is hard to do because you're like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the way they approached that segment was so off because that yeah. <laughs> that segment they were trying to act like everyone was going to love Goldberg and not like Brock. Well, yeah, but there was a way to just do the same exact thing, but just speak about how great Brock is. Well, that's right. I think that whatever they had planned required it. Like, yeah. they, whatever they were, like, they were just hoping that the crowd would be super hot for Goldberg because the previous week they were going nuts for him. And Goldberg also delivered an amazing promo. Really, really, like, great, great stuff with a nice touch of reality, like, mixed in with it. But why didn't they just treat Minnesota just like, where they were in Minneapolis, right? Like, why don't yeah. they just treat that like, Bret Hart being in Canada. Why don't you just go like, and there's people outside of here who actually like Goldberg. I think I I think from the writing standpoint, yeah. they just didn't put those two things together yeah. because they're just like, I don't know, where are we now? Where's Brock? Like, it was just too many stuff. I think it just got... And there's so many hometown yeah. guys in Minnesota anyway. You, I guess you don't really even think of Lesnar as right. one, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Totally, but I do. I, I yeah, it's it's amazing how like wrestling works and it doesn't work, and a lot of it is so unpredictable. And I mean, the Daniel Bryan thing is the best example of yes. anything. You're like, wow, that was just magic mm-hmm. of just like the the people and the corporation <laughs> working in unity. It was really fascinating to watch live. And when it like comes together, I use uh, Bailey as like another example. Bailey's yeah. like rise to the NXT Women's Championship was uh, just developed along with the crowd. Yeah. And that is something that uh, NXT has been doing very, very well, but the main roster shows have struggled with. I think SmackDown is doing a much better job these days. But in terms of long-term sort of storytelling or giving the patience to it, because I think when you are, not to get all the way up here, but if when you're in developmental, that's the philosophy. We are there to... Go the long term. Try to figure out who this character is. Try to figure out your approach. We're going to work and see and listen because it's all getting, like, worked on. But then when you go up to the main roster, it's like, okay, now be part of it. Sell the pay-per-view that's in two weeks. Yeah. And then there's no plan sort of afterwards. Uh, I thought Raw was really, really great this week for the ending to the main event. Yeah, the ending of the main event was awesome. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the show. Same here. And it was because I felt like, all right, they're building towards... The Jericho-Kevin Owens breakup. Yeah. Whatever whatever. They that foreshadowed yeah. it twice. Yeah. They even had in the beginning where it was like, we're never going to break up. <laughs> yeah. And they've been like... And Jericho and Owens are so good. Yeah. And I think that it helps that Jericho it being such an experienced vet probably behind the scenes... As well as both in the ring, is he? They're able to, like, the moment that they started getting paired up, they both knew where this was going. They're like, let's see if we can guide it this way. Yeah, and you can see it in their in their work. Well, yeah, and I think also that Kevin Owens, that yeah, the Kevin Owens Jericho relationship is an example of something. It's just like, well, it's just working, so let's go with it. Yeah, you know. Um, but let's let's get so let, let's get into some specifics of the Raw and SmackDown, but. Uh, well, let's kick it. Actually, let's kick it off by speaking about how do you feel that the concept of Survivor Series 
Uh, like, I, how do you feel about the, the the concept? Are you buying the Raw versus SmackDown angle? Are you excited about it? How you feeling? I uh, so first off, Survivor Series growing up was my favorite pay per view. Yeah, I really really liked it. Also because so I had three friends, and at the time there was just the big four pay per views, and each one of us would host one pay per view, and Survivor Series was the one that I hosted. And I really, really liked the elimination matches because you don't really see them. You can get some odd stuff. There was something really cool about seeing one half of the tag team in there, but the other half yeah. losing. And, like, it being more of, like, you got to see pairings that you didn't always see. Yeah. I mean, the Ziggler match from, like, two years ago was, like, one of the yeah. most exciting. Oh, that was, lead up, that was leading up to 31 because Sting showed yeah. up to save the day. But uh, I find, like... Back in the day when they used to do, like, bragging rights pay-per-views, I think the whole concept of Raw and SmackDown being competing shows will never work. I think it's just not—nobody believes it. Nobody buys it. It's just, like—because both of them just—they present the same show. There's not, like, a real, real clear difference where, like, well, this is what we do on SmackDown. It's not like in the days of, like— an ECW invasion yeah. where back when like ECW invaded like Monday Night Raw, there wasn't like, oh, well, we do things completely different and look at this, you know. Right. But NXT invasion worked in people's minds. But yeah. I think that's because even though NXT still – like I'm saying, I think you can pull that off if the shows, even though they're owned by WB, if they feel like – completely separate entities right now they yeah. feel like one here's an example of something that i think would be really really cool but or maybe it would just be cool on paper yeah. is like if you did a cruiserweight invasion because one thing that bothers me a lot is that i don't like there being a cruiserweight division solely because i don't like separating a group of guys and going well you can't compete for the majority of stuff you guys are only on your own segment i think it really really limits the talent and the characters and says like you're now working with a smaller pool right but if the cruiserweights are like no we're the best we're better than the heavyweights and then all of a sudden we took all these high flyers who wrestle in a like take all the people from the cwc that you can right who wrestle in a completely visually different style than the braun Strowmans of the world and put them in matches together and if you and then you can like see like yeah. you can really you see wanna, what happens right you want to see like you want to see like Cedric Alexander versus like Rollins yeah oh that'd be amazing yeah you know and then like you know they get up there and and it's it's an easy sell because all the big muscle bound guys could be like ah oh, we're not here for that flippy shit yeah and you know i think the if flippy you, guys win like a Rey Mysterio kind yeah. of way. They, they, they have a Rey Mysterio kind they of went, strategy. They win by, you know, the like high fly, high flying suicide maneuver. And then, uh, you know, they, they steal the win or yeah. know, however you want to like do it. But it's like that's an, a, that's an example of I'm like visually they are different brands with different philosophies versus like when a character jumps over to from Raw to SmackDown, which is likely to happen in Survivor Series. Uh, when a character like does that, there's really no change. It's not like you know Jack Swagger jumps over to Swa SmackDown, but what does he really do differently? Does he wrestle any differently? Does he have a new character? No, he just comes out there, delivers. He's like, I'm here, and I'm gonna be more serious now. Yeah, it just feels like yeah. a, 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 a like a you, you transferred offices, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, what I was saying originally when the brand split happened, um, it was if I was thinking about making SmackDown like. The new NXT, right? That was my view for it, and in in in, in some small ways it is, uh, but because it is more about the wrestling than Raw, right? So in that way it is, which was part of my plan. But SmackDown 
right now just feels like the other show. Like there's just two shows. Yeah. So they don't feel competing. They just feel but, like one's wet, red, one's blue. Raw is more important because it's on Monday. Then there's SmackDown, which to me, they have the best wrestler in the company, AJ Styles. Oh, hands down. He's the best wrestler in the company, no question. And to me, he still feels less important because he's on SmackDown. That I yeah. can't shake. Which, How do you feel about that? Well, so personally, I think that SmackDown has been, since the brand split, has been head and shoulders above Raw in every way. And I think there's uh, a couple different reasons. One, they're just making better use of their talent. They got one hour less. They have less people. You know, they're using, they they were given John Cena and Randy Orton because they're like, look, we need some big names to sort of draw here. But they've done a great job of, like, mixing and matching, having backstage sort of segments. The segment that happened this week with Baron Corbin and Callisto, I love that. I loved that. that. I thought it was great. I've turned around on Baron Corbin. I like him. He's, uh, yeah. I like... I, th- I was wondering where he was because he felt like he, like, disappeared for, like, a month and a half. Maybe he had, like, an injury or something. But Maybe. he just wasn't, like, on television as much. But watching him develop on NXT was really interesting because he started as, like, oh, I'm going to be, like, a-, a Goldberg streak face. The crowd yeah. was, like, counting. Then they got bored of it, and he became an indie killer, which was great because he's like, no, I don't care. I used to play football. I'm, you know, yeah. it was a great— I love that. Great character, great gimmick. And— then he kind of was starting to get a bit lost in the shuffle, but I mean, I think him just being a cold asshole. The lone is great. wolf, yeah, the lone wolf. The lone wolf angle works. It also it hits on the main thing about what works of gimmicks is authenticity. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people say that is the guy he is. Yeah, like he's a guy who doesn't have friends, mm-hmm. and he's just there, and he's like, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm I'm the best. And well, let me just beat people, and they're, they're, I, I, he's he's working. Which yeah, is, I, it's crazy. It's a guy. He's a guy who I would never think I would like. And I just watch him every week and go, like, I, I like this guy. Uh, yeah. I like where he was like, uh, yeah, anyway. He, he did a great job selling. I thought when he slipped off that ring, he sold that injury for a half second there. I thought he was injured. I thought yeah. it was a shoot. And he, he, he might be injured because they took him out of the Survivor Series match. But then, like, when Kalisto did the run-in and Kalisto started attacking the leg yeah. a lot, then I'm like, okay, um, if he is injured, he's not injured in the leg. No, right, you right, know, right. That, that that was clearly yeah. a work. Yeah. But so I, I mean, I like stuff like that. I like yeah. and I like uh, proactive faces. I don't think like I think uh, a face who is just sitting back and waiting for the heel to act is an ineffectual. That's not a good hero. I go. I think everybody needs to like always be pushing some sort right. of like active thing. I, uh, you know, like you don't want to just be the face who just runs out and does like the save when there's, you know, a two on one beatdown of another face. Yeah. Uh, Ambrose is a face in that way. Yeah. He's like a proactive face. Cena sometimes is a proactive face. But I agree when it's just like I'm a good guy and then you come mess up my plan. Doesn't work as good. So, uh, all right. Let's so the beginning of the Raw, we, we had Raw and the, and Stephanie had that Raw. She pulled the analogy out. Yeah. Of Raw versus SmackDown, which was like she I liked it on paper, but it was so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but I was happy to see Stephanie again. I mean, I feel like she's kind of been gone. Yeah. I Well, I really, really like Stephanie McMahon. My problem with Stephanie McMahon, the character, yeah. is that I don't know what the fuck that they're doing. So it's really unclear. I don't know. Is she supposed to be a face? Is she supposed to be a heel? Does it's she been have muddled It's been for a while. super, super muddled. It's been muddled since... Her and Shane were getting along. Remember that right. before the brand split. Yeah, and then that never that never came to a head. And then Triple H came back one time just to yeah. give Kevin Owens the title. And then he's been gone forever. 
it's, it's just like, are you with her? I mean, he she clearly is with him. Right. She's always working heel. Like, I think that she's such a great heel. Just let her be heel. Yeah. I think like they were trying to be like, well, we don't want to do another heel authority angle, so we're going to try to cool you off a little, but we want to keep you on television. But the crowd isn't buying her as a face. They don't know what to like. She yells at both heels and faces both, and when you're, you know, if you're unclear... You're unclear, and it's not going to translate to an arena full of people. Yeah, because they don't know what to do, especially because, like you're saying, they're part of the show. Yeah. They're like, tell me how to react to you. So they're like, I guess we boo you, but yeah. right now I don't hate you. Right. Uh, yeah. So, all right. What do you think about this concept of fantasy warfare? What? Well, I don't even understand it. I so, still, I still don't get it. Are they saying that Rock Gold, Goldberg, uh, not Brock Rock Goldberg. Brock, Brock Goldberg, is fantasy warfare, or are they saying fantasy warfare is the concept of Raw versus SmackDown? I think they're they're using it to sell Brock and Goldberg, where it's yeah. like you thought that this match would never be seen again. It's a dream match, you know, and. On one hand, I'm really excited about it. I don't know how the hell you get out of it, which is, like, because do you have Goldberg lose or and Brock go over? But because you want Brock to remain his—when Brock eventually loses, because since defeating the streak, Brock has been unstoppable. Whoever Brock loses to, that's the rub. They're getting the streak rub. They they will be. He, the he's gonna. Be, I mean, he's gonna beat Goldberg clean. Right. The I guess the only thing I could see is I think Goldberg right now is committed to being like I'm just gonna do one match and then right. that's it. That's kind of how it feels. It feels like he's coming in and he's just like, hey, I'll this will be like fun. My son will get to see me. Like I'm buying into that. I might yeah. be getting worked, but I think if he has a really good showing, then. I, my guess is they're going to book the match in a way where you'll want a rematch. Yeah. And if it's a good showing, you'll see that rematch. If Goldberg doesn't look good, then you will not see that rematch. And that rematch right. will happen at Mania, if if yeah. if anything. I think, like, uh, so, like, Brock has just been put on, like, this tier that is above everybody else. Yeah. They're, like, he just, nobody else is. But it's deserved. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's, like, been it's been well-earned. The problem is they haven't had anybody else who is, like, close enough to it that we ever see them and like, oh, they're a real threat to it. I think you take AJ Styles and you put him in there. AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, to me, is like a money match. Yeah, except I just, I don't want Brock to, to hurt, hurt him. Hurt I him. know. Because, <laughs> like, AJ is too good of a wrestler. Man, AJ Styles, I don't know He's what to so say. so good. Just, I, I, I took it, did this happen this week? I, uh, I follow this Instagram, Current Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, which I recommend. It's just literally just... Photos of current wrestlers with a hashtag, just like current wrestling, hashtag AJ Styles. <laughs> but when you're flicking through and you just see, like, AJ Styles, I just saw a picture of AJ Styles, like, making a – oh, it was it was video, like, a, you know, one of those videos of behind the scenes of him photographed with the championship belt. Yeah. And he's making faces, giving the two sweet. And I just took a screenshot of it and sent it to my friends just being like, guys, AJ Styles is so awesome that I can't even take it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, like, it, he's – He's such a great heel right now. Is he's getting, uh, you know, some people I think get worried with like Owens and AJ. Are they getting proper heel heat? Do we really hate them? Yeah, you know? I think Owens is not. Yeah, but I don't mind that because I think again, like thinking about the audience. Like if if I'm in the crowd and Owens comes out, I boo him back. I used to, I used, to, I went to PWG a lot, and I still do whenever yeah, yeah. I can. And I I got to see him back when he was Kevin Steen, 
And, I mean, he's out there, and he's pulling heel move after heel move. You have to boo him because that's, in my opinion, I'm like, that's your job. Well, he's got a heel move set. Yeah. Because it's all like, it's all like, you know, punishment and power mm-hmm. moves. It's, he, and brawling moves. Yeah. He's so, Owens is so physically impressive mm-hmm. with how he moves, his, like, ring psychology of him, like, moving around, and is, I don't know. I can't talk his about His title him. shot, he's he's incredible. His title, Kevin Owens' title run, I think, is being hurt by how great AJ Styles' title run is and how great Chris Jericho is doing. Yeah. And literally this week, I say it every week, that I can't help but think that Jericho is muddling Kevin Owens' uh, uh, heat. And I think even this week, Kevin Owens entered, and before he even got to the ring, Jericho's music (laughs) hit. And Jericho came out after, and I was like, oh, this is like everything. It's just... He's getting swallowed in the in Jericho, and I don't know what the answer is. Well, I think if they break up at Survivor Series, yeah. right? If Jericho, who is not part of the five, but he's you know not booked, so he'll come out there. And if he causes Kevin Owens to lose, you right. break them up at Survivor Series or have like the final thing and have the official break up on Raw. Great, that's awesome. I think then you're going to you're going to sell it, and because now it's like perfect, all that stuff. Jericho's hogging the limelight from him. Everyone's chanting for the list. Yeah. You know, everyone's saying stupid idiot. But, like, if you don't pull that trigger, then you're going to get, then it's like, ugh, you're really muddling it. Because yeah. I think you put Jericho versus But Owens what is together. the Kevin Owens gimmick right now? Like, he's put on a suit. He was right. a prize fighter. He Right? Right. He was like, I just do this for my family. I'm a good wrestler. I don't really care about the fans. I just want to win. He had that going on. Now he's like put on the suit. He's like kind of corporate, but he's not with Stephanie. He's with Triple H. He's Triple H's champion, but Triple H is nowhere to be seen. Which right? Is, he's well. Jericho's I, out in front of him. I, I don't know. I just think he's getting. I think. I, I think he's getting such a soft rub by the yeah. company. Here's how I would book it. Uh, I mean, like, and thinking about long term booking, which I know is uh, fallacy and whatever. But how I, how I sort of see it, I go. It's less that he's Triple H's champion as much as you're setting up Triple H versus Rollins to be in Mania. And I was Mm. like, that, I think, good angle. You could do a lot of stuff with it. And you can, like, you just have Triple H is going to pop up sometime around Royal Rumble or next time. What a waste. And then, I mean, that would be a great match. I like it, you know. It'll be good, but I don't don't personally ever need to see Triple H wrestle again. I, I, I... I know he. I know why he does. Yeah, and I, and I don't even. I don't even discredit him like the IWC does. Like uh, uh, the IWC is all like, oh, he has to go over. He's selfish. And I don't think that's true. I think WrestleMania is trying to sell out big arenas. Right. I have casual friends or casual fans, and go, yo, Triple H is wrestling. I'll watch, watch that. It. Yeah. He has a draw. He's yeah. a big name. But it's a bummer because Rollins is in his prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and I want to see Rollins Styles. Yeah. I want to see Rollins Owens. I, I think that that was something that's been plaguing the WWE as a whole for the past uh, couple years was when you have, as much as I love The Undertaker, but if Undertaker only comes in for like two matches and he always goes over, he's always going over an existing person. And yeah. CM Punk had that like complaint. He's like, I don't mind losing to The Undertaker because it's The Undertaker, but... You're having me lose the Undertaker, and then you have me losing to Brock Lesnar. And he's like, what is this gaining for the show? Because these characters win, and then they leave for months. And then we all end up worse for it. And then you end up with a situation where it's like, Brock's got a couple good years left in him. And 
he's one of the most frightening people in existence. Yeah. Like, every single time he's in the ring, I'm like, he's, he's going to hurt someone. Brock's loss will put someone over big. Right. And I think that I think they'll do that right. I have faith that Brock's loss will come to, like, Rollins or Reigns or someone. Not, not that yeah. I wanted to go to Reigns, but, but Reigns, putting... Reigns is a great candidate to beat. Look, because Reigns isn't going anywhere. Right. I like it. So, Roman Reigns. Uh, Bray Wyatt. <sighs> I could do that. No, it's not going to happen. Poor Bray. Uh, So much to talk about. So Bray's going to be like the piper of our generation. He's going to be one of those guys who almost got there. I think, like, I don't think it's hard. I think Bray Wyatt is one good speech away from being the top again because he can talk on the mic. I think that they've just been using the Wyatt family to sort of, like, just catch all. And he's he's just been kind of, like, aimless. But Reigns is like I love Reigns' work. I think physically Reigns is good. He's in, got a good look in the ring. Yeah, but he's, you like the vest? I don't. Yeah, I don't. The, mind the vest, vest is such a jabroni of a vest. I, yeah, I don't mind it. I think like my big problem is I'm like don't try to sell me that he's a face. Like stop. Yeah. Every or if you do it, if sometimes when they do it, where I'm like, oh, maybe there are being, maybe they are working all of us, and he's some weird postmodern heel where he is a face. We say his face. It's like the old John Cena mentality where it's like it doesn't matter if the crowd boos John Cena, he sells out arenas, which he does. Yeah. Well, John Cena is great. Yeah. Uh, John Cena. We're gonna. There was no reason. To, whatever. John Cena is awesome. Uh, but he's not around right now, so whatever. Well, but they, I, you know what they're doing with John Cena. Like, I mean, to me, they're gearing him up for Undertaker, right? I think. Mania? I think they're gearing him up. Uh, maybe for Undertaker. The big long thing that's gonna do is he Styles. It's yeah, because he's never managed to beat Styles, and it's getting that Ric Flair record championship. Yeah, the sixteen. I think he'll win sixteen at Mania. Unless Taker wants him. Right. If Taker's healthy and wants Cena, mm-hmm. I just feel like that's the match that's been teased forever. And it's, yeah. it's and if Undertaker's going to retire, he'll probably want someone like Cena to put him down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it can't be Brock because, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see. How do you feel about Rollins' face run? I'm not connecting with it. I'm not feeling so great about it. I think Rollin, Rollins really surprised me in his first heel run because... Uh, coming out of the shield, yeah. he it was, in my opinion, he was the one where I'm like, everyone says he's really great, but I'm not really seeing it. I'm, I'm a huge Dean Ambrose mark. I was like, the moment Dean Ambrose in that first promo just went, nope, I'm like, that's the guy. This guy gets it. He's like, and he's yeah. his own man. I think everyone thought Ambrose was the star yeah. of the shield. Uh, yeah. And they were teasing that like Ambrose was going to be the one to turn. So then it made sense to me. I'm like, yeah, turn Seth, give him something to do. Because he was the most, he was coming out of the shield. He was the blandest because he had the babyface move set, but he wasn't as great on the mic we thought. And uh, you know, it, give him something. So then they did, and he became you know the heir apparent and you know the face of the WWE. And his heel run was great. But now as a face, I think it comes from not having a good. He didn't have a good heel to turn on. Because Triple H isn't there. Yeah. If Triple H was there and screwed him, then I think this face one would go over really, really well because I'm finding, because now he's just fighting people who aren't Triple H, but we want him to fight Triple H. Yeah, it's almost like, why are you a face right now? Because when if you were a face because you were rebelling against the authority, that would be clear, but the authority right now is Mick Foley, basically, yeah. and he's a good guy. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense. I mean, 
Yeah, and he also doesn't have a lot of experience being a face, so he he should have been thrown like truly into the fire. Right. I mean, he was a face with the shield, but he wasn't cutting promos. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess he's is he the top face of Raw right now? Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Uh, but uh, but almost like Ambrose is working more on SmackDown, which is crazy. I never, yeah. I never credit. I never credit Ambrose, but I've loved Ambrose throughout this whole Ellsworth thing. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And I, I've... But you're a big Ambrose mark? I'm a big Ambrose mark. I think Ambrose really... Ambrose is... You enjoy the jeans and the... You like the I do. You like the whole Chuck Norris look? I like his whole thing because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's... I've known guys like that who are just... They're tough because they're crazy. Like, that's just it. Like, he just does not want know when to sit down. Uh, that I, worked. I yeah. agree. I agree with you. That is what works about Dean Ambrose. Yeah. When you say that, uh, totally, whenever it works, where you go, Dean Ambrose is indestructible. He is made of steel. Yeah, and like he's crazy. He's gonna go in and he's just gonna take punishment. That worked in the Brock leading up to thirty-two. Yeah. That was great. But when you start saying he's crazy because he's like he's just crazy. No, and that's then there's not a guy it. like Bray Wyatt there. We start saying he's. Remember when he was just saying crazy stuff? Yeah, you were uh, like, oh, this, come on, man. I think. The big money in Ambrose is going to be his eventual heel run. I think when he, I think he is capable of being a Machiavellian style heel and cold and calculating and like just. I think sooner or later, right now, keep him his face. He's doing really, really great stuff with it. Yeah. But eventually, Dean Ambrose heel. He can be the top heel of SmackDown. Easy money. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get let's move along in uh, in Raw. So I think the next biggest story, in my opinion, about Raw was the Bailey chance. Oh yeah, that was wild. That I was mean, great. so they were in Scotland, right? They were yeah. in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, sure. For Becky Lynch, I would understand this, even though she's not Scottish. But I was like, all right, well, she's you know she's Irish, she's European, like. All right, maybe, but like Bailey, they were ch- chanting that song. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, Bailey, Bailey. Uh, I want to know if you be if you'll be my girl. They like would were relentless. Yeah, and I didn't know if it was just that they were liking singing the song, or they were just loving Bailey. I think it, I think it's a mix. I think they did love Bailey. They liked that chant, yeah. but I think uh, so. This I, I kind of got a little bit. Uh, worried about it because I'm like, hang on, like you either just made Bailey, or you might ruin her because if the whole segment gets ruined because of it, then backstage might blame her. You know, yeah. Which is, I which, would say the segment was ruined. Do you say? That? Yeah, I think I think if they were quiet after Sasha Banks came out, then the segment would have been ruined. Yeah. But then afterwards, like the segment was really kind of ruined. But Charlotte points to Charlotte because her just sitting with the microphone and just going. I will never forget this was like one of my favorite lines of the entire thing. I think like they it's I think Bailey is really, really great. And I think that they don't know how to write her for the main roster right now. I, I actually don't think Bailey needs like much writing. I think like because she's one of these characters who's she's getting over for how genuine she is. Like it's right. Like, she loves wrestling. This is her dream as a kid. She's in awesome shape. She's uh. She's a uh, uh, she's 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 a great wrestler. Yeah. in ring, she doesn't have a lot of like sexy moves. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where I'm like uh, where I'm excited to. I'm like, oh, when Bailey does that, she's not but she's capable of some the great matches. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't have any. She doesn't have moves where I'm like, uh, uh, you know, like I pop for the bank statement. Yeah, I, I enjoy that move a lot. Uh, I pop for 
uh, not for natural selection so much. Thing about Charlotte's move set, but eight. the moon, yeah, the figure right, eight I like with yeah. the bridge. I dig it, but I mean, just the fact that you know, similar to Rollins, that like when he does that Phoenix mm-hmm. flip or whatever, but you know he's got it in his arsenal. It's like yeah. she might moonsault. Charlotte has that unpredictability that like it's like what is she gonna do yeah. next? Because she's evolving in front of us, mm-hmm. which is why I think Charlotte. Is the best female, you know, uh, I I, think, which the belt belongs around Charlotte's waist. Yes. And I think they should have never put it on Sasha. Sasha, have- yeah, I think Sasha is phenomenal, great, and pound for pound, one of the best wrestlers working today. Yeah. I think the problem is, is I don't think she should be a face. I think you should take She's her, new. put her on SmackDown, have her heel against Becky Lynch, and be great. Becky Lynch is my favorite. I absolutely love and adore Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is great. Uh, so this segment, yeah. So we'll talk about the chance quick, yeah. and then we'll get into Becky Lynch match uh, uh, versus Alexa Bliss, uh, retaining the belt in a controversial fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, you could say that she she won the, uh, you know, she 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 won the electoral vote. She got the pin. Yeah, but she did not win the popular vote <laughs> of. The foot being on the ropes. That analogy didn't work. Uh, but, uh, but it got there. Yeah, it, I got there. But I think that um, I, I think that that chant. I think there's something that happens in the female division a lot where the crowd overpowers them. The crowd dictates what's happening a lot. Where I've seen, you know, Charlotte right after WrestleMania when she came out. You know, when they're, uh, uh, she was cutting a promo about winning, being the first ever women's champion. They were going nuts. They were controlling the pace there, and she was having a lot of trouble commanding that. Uh, same thing happened with Bailey this week. Like, it's happened a couple times where the crowd is, I don't know if they're not showing the women the respect they deserve in the ring, or the women are not commanding. I don't know what the I think reason like- for it is, but it happens more than it happens to even mid-card men. Yeah, I mean, it could be quite a bit of that uh, respect thing. I think a lot of the stuff comes uh, from – it's it's like stage training, right? Because if you're up on stage and you're doing a stand-up set or you're doing an improv set, like, yeah, I'm there for the audience, but I got to lead them. And if the audience is getting out ahead of me, then that's a problem. Yeah. So when you're at least doing it on – with – the men's division, there's they a they've gotten as a division so much more promo time over the years. There's been a lot more that has been like distilled and paid attention to. While really the amount of mic time that the women's division has gotten this year is insane compared to like previous years back during like the diva search days. Yeah. You know, I I absolutely love that they are the women's division is standing on their own. I love that they're main eventing. Right. I love. When they are given the proper mic time, but yeah, I do think like I don't know. There's there is some underlying sexism to it. I there, think. there, there has to be because if you think about even Roman Reigns, like Roman, this doesn't happen to Roman Reigns. Yeah, and he's he they hate him and they boo for him, but even he's able to like when he speaks, Everyone they kind of like shut up, right? Uh, you know, I I couldn't help but shaking that thought. Uh, I think also slightly you can knock their performance a little. Like if you if they're chanting like that, stay quiet for a while. Yeah, they keep trying to take it back the reins back too early, and then yeah. they lose control. Like I, I know that as a performer, I was like a couple times where I was like, just stand there with you know, just stand there a little bit, take it, put the mic, you know, lower the mic, yeah, and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. I think that was. Bailey's big mistake is that she kept putting the mic back up. Charlotte, yeah. if 
if Charlotte's the one talking, if you're the heel, you go grab a chair and you go sit down in the ring. And I go, well, now we're going to wait. You do what my old like uh, elementary school teacher used to do is like he would get up in front of the entire auditorium and just go, it's your time, people. Yeah. And would wait for all of us. And I hated that as a kid. Yeah. I hated it, you know. Uh, one thing I want to say about another thing about Raw is I think that we're talking about that elimination match. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. I think Strowman, uh, his wrestling was not great in this match, and I was kind of hoping that he was improving, but we couldn't. I couldn't really tell from all the squash matches. Yeah, he's uh, Strowman is such a physical specimen. Yeah. He's so huge oh, and he moves him. so fast. I totally dig it. And I think they're building him up the way that a that a monster heel should be. Yeah, built we're going to see now. a Lesnar Strowman match at some point. Yeah, right. Although, like. I think about that Royal Rumble where uh, Strowman didn't sell for Lesnar enough, and then Lesnar just kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I should put the two of them in the ring, because Lesnar really fucking hit him. You, uh, sounds like you're getting worked. Sounds yeah. like you're getting worked. No, no, no. I know, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, that was something I was like a little disappointed where I was like, oh, Strowman, he went to give that move that he gives where he like, it's like, I don't know, it's a, a reverse choke slam. Yeah. And he gave it to, I forget, maybe Jericho or someone, and it like, it just it didn't look it didn't look that good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not a really the the physics wise that move doesn't really yeah. hold up. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else happened on Raw? Zane. Oh, so Zane's going to be going against Ziggler for the Intercontinental. Super excited show. about that. That's a great match. Sami Zayn's my number one. I'm a huge Sami Zayn mark. Zayn mark because you watch him at PWG. Yeah. With the Generico mask. That's right. Yes. Well, even I actually I got to PWG after he'd already oh, got moved over to NXT. But watching him at NXT, I'm like, well, this guy is a natural face, and he's. Everything that like I've uh, the more that I learn about him, uh, the more that I like the more I yeah. like about him. Hearing him on like Talk Is Jericho, he talks about how he breaks down matches. I'm like he breaks them down like their movies, like their stories, and I'm like that. I was I feel very like related to him. No, also, Zane is great in ring. Yeah, he's phenomenal. He's and an expert, but he his is, mic work. Could his mic works okay, and his character is a little muddled. I think actually Stephanie put him over this week by putting him down. Yeah, like when she was like, "I called you here," and then they were talking about something else, and she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah here's why I called you here." I find <laughs> you so irritating. I love that. That, that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like uh, Sami Zayn for Ziggler, I'm all about. Those are two great wrestlers. You know, they're just dumb. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love Ziggler. Uh yeah okay cool so I think yeah I mean I, don't, I have nothing to say about the Braveheart thing it was fine uh it was funny I think I think the biggest problem that's affecting New Day right now is racing to beat Demolition's record yeah so that then they could drop the belt they need to move. drop the belt they have to they've just had them for so long and move Biggie up yeah I think I think their act is danger getting too dangerously close to getting stale and there's got to be a break either you do it amicably or you move Biggie onto that. Like Biggie is, I, I'm blown away by how good and entertaining Biggie is on the mic. Yeah, he's great. I think just keep them together. Just you just need they just need to they just need to switch it up. Yeah, they need to move away from the tag division. Start going for individual belts. They just need to spice it up. Yeah. I know it's just they're just trying to break that record, so it's fine. I'd say that the winner of this segment to me was uh, I thought the club. I thought like I like the I love the club. Yeah. I I you know I'm I think when Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows when you book them as just like a bunch of fucking tough guys who are like if we don't get our way we're going back to Japan. Yeah. And like because that whole tag division on Raw is a bunch of goofs and yeah. like you need guys who are just like we're not goofs and I just thought that it was good. I'm glad they got the win. I thought I like their promo of just being like this is you guys are stupid. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, yeah, I liked it. I also liked that Luke Gallows had some. He had like self tanner running down his face. He was sweating so much that his tanner was running into his like little beard. Uh, it's so crazy. We have a beard and no hair. Yeah, it's I wonder all... what that feels like. That's gotta be weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's clearly the look we're both gonna have yes. at some point. No, you got a nice. No, it's set so of hair. you got that. It's, you look I'm great. Thin, I'm thinning out. This is good lighting for me, but I'm thinning <laughs> out a little bit. But uh, I mean, I'm on every drug imaginable to keep my hair in. But I think uh, one day it comes to us all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yours, you, you, uh, mine's gonna go before yours. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's all I gotta really say about Raw. Moving on to SmackDown. Um, so next week, wait, hey, 900th episode of SmackDown. You got to celebrate oh, the, the 900th ep? Yep. I'm all about it. I'm really excited. You got Undertaker coming back. You got Edge coming back. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it's stuff like that's always fun because it's going to be a lot of fan service. Uh, so kicking off the show as AJ Styles was kicking a, a, a promo. Yeah. Uh, I got a little audio clip of something that I enjoyed from the show. Did you hear that? He said humanity so weird. He's like, humanity. He rushed it. I had to go rewind like four times. Like, what did he just say? That's that Georgia drawl. I love it. I love like the little mess ups of like, it's like, it's live. Uh, it was a great promo. But then he said that James Elwood looks like a foot. <laughs> <laughs> the man with no chin. Yeah. I mean, uh, right. I want you to listen to this again. Right, Jake? Listen okay. <laughs> there's no H in there. Yeah, there's no H in there. Humanity. And you can see he had like a delay of like, should I should I correct that? Should I correct it? And then he decided to just move on with just being like, hey. it looks like a foot. It's fine. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean AJ cut a great you know great promo. How do you feel about them? I mean, we talked about this. I I'm no problem with it because it's within the context of wrestling and. Uh, very much Ellsworth is in on the joke. But when they, like, rip on the way he looks, like, he's clearly had some, like, an operation, right? Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I know I'm contradicting myself because I just said, like, it's fun when we're making fun of Ellsworth in this. In this. <laughs> but, like, still, even in this context, you're, it is a little bit like, all right, like, he's clearly had a surgery, right? Right, I don't, I, I he's such a... Physically interesting person. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't know if he's had a surgery or if that's just how he looks. Yeah, or, I, I don't know. You know, I lo- I really, really enjoy what they're doing with him. I don't know how much I like them being like, oh, I'll be the mascot. I'm like, why don't you just be their manager, man? Why don't you just say you're the coach yeah. or something like that? But the fact that he's like, yep, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the mascot the of mascot, this like, That, like, implies he's, like, an eternal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's but like- he's... Here's a testament to how good AJ Styles is, is he had a good match with James Ellsworth. Because James Ellsworth (laughs) is not a good worker. I mean, mean, he's a a solid enough worker. With with the Styles clash. I I shouldn't say he's not a good worker because he's not bad, but he is just, him and AJ Styles are on two completely different levels. Yeah, uh, look, totally. I I want to say that, like, I've heard Ellsworth in an interview, I think he was on maybe. He's on uh, Jericho yeah. or whatever, but he, he's totally in on it. He understands this business. He's like, mm-hmm. it's cool. You're ripping on me. Whatever gets the crowd over, and that's that's how wrestling works, so I'm yeah. totally fine with it. But it, I am just a little bit like, oh, I feel a little bad for this guy. Yeah. But maybe I'm being hypersensitive, but I think since he's in on it, it's okay. Um, uh, yeah, so what, he's the official team mascot. Sure, fine. 
my prediction. So Randy Orton is just. Oh yeah, what were you saying? You're I was gonna say my prediction is uh, Ellsworth is going to turn heel. Yeah, I hope Ellsworth sticks around. I hope. Yeah. I, you know what? I hope he makes a nice chunk of change for himself and for his family because he is a genuine guy who loves this business. He's really selling his thing. He's so like the writing's been great for him, and you can't dis- you can't discount that from him. Yeah, I think what I think you do is you have him uh, turn on Ambrose, and he becomes AJ Styles' lackey. He goes like J and J security. He just be is just like be AJ Styles' like whipping yeah. boy, and have him do that. You'll get a whole bunch of fun stuff out until eventually, like yeah. you can like turn and break, and he could you know. I think I think there is. A lot of money in the character that way. And also just to see AJ Styles get it over, because AJ Styles can get anything over. They put whatever obstacle, whatever fucking weird writing they have had for him. He had two cronies. He had the club with him. Yeah. And they looked awesome. They all came out, and like he put his arms out, and he had the two guys putting up the two, two sweets. sweets. And they're like, hey, let's just keep the club on Raw for truly no reason. Yeah. I mean, to not win the belts, to just job... Like they were, if they were just going to be jobbers, why not have them just be on SmackDown as AJ Styles cronies? I, I, I truly, yeah, makes truly no baffled my mind. Uh, but then we're going to trade the club for Ellsworth. Yeah, <laughs> switch them out. Imagine Ellsworth giving the two sweets. Well, that's the thing is, I think like there's a lot of like fun in that of just Ellsworth trying to be like, yeah, all right, AJ, like just being, yeah. you know, the Patterson Briscoe sort of thing, like, yeah, just kissing AJ Styles' ass. The just entire just JJ security, but it's only yeah. Ellsworth. It's only Ellsworth. He's like running in and just ineffectual, occasionally annoying AJ. I'm like, I think that's I'd, I'd watch that. Let me tell you something I love. Yeah, I like Brazongo. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, 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 yes. That is like everything that <laughs> right about a tag team to me. Yeah. I the, so whenever I would try to introduce new people to wrestling, uh, Tyler Breeze is such an easy sell to people. Yeah. Because people, I'm like, he's a wrestler, but he's also like a Zoolander type male model. Everyone's like, all right. Yeah. And now it's like every single time they let Tyler Breeze and Fandango have the mic or any sort of promo time. It's entertaining. They're going at they're like them just doing like all their manscaping to yeah. each other. Like I think like them just being vapid weird guys is it's so nineties. Yeah, I love it. And it, also the fashion police they're giving out oh, yeah. tickets to people <laughs> on their fashion. I love that. It's like, love it. It's I love great. It. I love it. It's simple. It's funny. They're also both pretty good wrestlers too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. I just dig that. So Randy Orton is just a member of the Wyatt family, but he's gonna not. He's just gonna keep looking like Randy Orton. I'm yeah, like, I don't know. That? He's not gonna grow a beard, or I don't know. I think like it's. I had heard that they wanted to turn him heel because they were gonna set him up versus Undertaker because Randy's a really safe worker. Like he's yeah. and he can work with Taker, and they can have a great match. And then you know, and we they don't have to worry about anything. Bad happening, right? We say for except for his punt, which right. I took away from him, right? I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into the we need the Becky Lynch Alexa Bliss. I, I don't have much to say about it. Like, I just think that's it, like that's been pretty much a holding pattern. We're waiting. Yeah, you know? I really like Alexa Bliss too. She's got the best facial expressions out of everyone. Like her, just like no, I meant about Bray scares. Wyatt with Alexa oh, Bliss and oh, I just meant I had nothing to say about that. That's why oh, I'm yeah. moving on so fast from it. Oh, okay. Becky Lynch, I know you love Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. Uh, yeah, and then, I, yeah, I thought that match was great. Yeah, 
I was kind of confused why it was in the middle of the show. I feel like it should have headlined the show. Well, because they said it was the main event. That really, like, stuff like that really bothers me. Where because they go like, it's tonight's main event, and then they go coming up next. I'm like, oh my god, they're giving a lot of time to this match. And then it's they do the match. It has the the screwy finish, and then they're uh, you know then we end on the tag match. Yeah. I uh, Becky obviously is awesome. I I don't love her ring gear. I've said that a couple times where it's like I know I'm being like it, it can come off. I, look, I treat the men and the women the same. Right. I think Roman. I don't like him in a vest. I don't like Becky. Like I I think what she's wearing doesn't seem like wrestling gear. Right. I'm not saying she has to like show her stomach. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's just like what she's wearing. It feels like she's gonna take the top part off and then she right. never does. Yeah. I guess it kind of it kind of looks like a T-shirt, right? Is she wearing a T-shirt? Yeah, I mean, time? this time she had kind of like a velour, and I don't know how it ties to her gimmick. Like when she was hard steampunk, I was like, why? She doesn't talk about being steampunk. It's like that's just her. It's uh, like yeah, I thought that like her evolving into the steampunk thing. Like if she came out and she kind of had like a real in NXT, she had like a real punk rock vibe to it. Yeah, and she was like shaking her head a lot. And then she, like, while feeding with Sasha Banks, switched to being like, oh, and she came out with a steampunk thing. I was like, oh, this is really cool and visually interesting. It kind of never really served a purpose as much as it is like, oh, look how she dresses. Does she drop the steampunk? I mean, she sells the goggles, which I really dig. I always, I, I just really like goggles. I yeah, like I don't thing. like goggles. They remind me of, they're like, I, I don't, it reminds me of like Scotty Duhati or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I don't know. I Becky Lynch, I mean, I like when she's like, I get it. She's just like a good wrestler, right? I, I, whatever. I, I, I'm 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 a fan of her her ring, ring work. I just don't understand why she's. I, I just don't like her in. I don't like her gear. Right. I'm big into gear. Fair enough. Uh, I think Alexa Bliss is a pretty good wrestler. I thought I really Alexa Bliss is great. I, I dug that match. I re, I think she's getting really strong on the mic. I think Alexa Bliss is going to be a big star. Same here. Uh, uh, her gimmick's a little muddled too, but her gimmick is I'm a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fine. You don't always dark, ha- dark cheerleader is the way that I always put it. Yeah, it's cheerleader. I, I'm Harley glad they Quinn. stopped saying the Harley Quinn thing. Like, yeah. if you, she can act like Harley Quinn, but don't say Harley right. Quinn because that sells out one of your top talents. Right. Yeah. So I thought that match was good. They're clearly going to keep going with it. Um, anything else? We talked about Kalisto. So they're gonna the cruiserweight match is going to be. So it looks like they're. I, I feel like they're gearing up to move the cruiserweight division to SmackDown, yeah. which is where it should be. Yeah, it should be, and I think it's. So they announced two hundred five live, which is going to be their cruiserweight only show on the network that'll be starting up at the end of the month, which I'm excited about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, right, right. And so, but then when they announced that we go on live after SmackDown, I was like, but all those people are traveling with the Raw roster, so this switch over makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And I'm like, fine, get them away. From there, treat it as its own little, like, that hour can have its own, like, writing crew, and I think they could do a lot of really, really great stuff, because there's so, the Cruiserweight Classic just proved there is so much talent out there. Like, there, it's, uh, watching that every week was just mind-blowing. Yeah, the Cruiserweight, I miss the Cruiserweight Classic, even right now, where sometimes I feel, like, a sigh of relief when I'm, like, after I watch SmackDown, I go, okay, you know, I could take a couple days off, Yeah, because, like, there's so much it's too much content. I mean, I, I think there's too much wrestling content, but agreed. Uh, 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 actually, I, I, the quantity doesn't bother me. Actually, it's not about the quantity. It's about. Uh, I mean, there, there, it is about the quantity in a way, but it's more about the way it's peppered into the week. Well, you can like have two hours feel like three hours, or you can have two hours that just like flies right by, and I got to see the next yeah, one. Yeah, they're obligatory. Like we have to fill this amount of time. Mm-hmm. Because they're serving the arena show, yeah. But then peppering in 
the stuff I have to see in the middle of stuff I don't have to see. That's what it is. Whereas yeah. the Cruiserweight Classic was a potent hour where like I was like, I know I need to watch this. Yeah. And it was just like, and I know what I'm getting. It's just a clear display. Yeah. It's great. Because like what ends up happening, you have the three-hour raw and you get the uh, Gold Dust and R-Truth versus uh, the Shining Stars right. segment. And I'm like, why? What are we doing here? Boy, do I hate the timeshare again. Oh, my God. I don't. It's the worst. Yeah, that is. I mean, come on. Yeah. You can't have Puerto Ricans going around selling fake timeshares. Yeah. That's it's, like. It's a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, so. Oh, uh, yeah. So we had. And then, I mean, Miz, I thought it was a good segment. So Shane is going to be in this match. This, this match so the in this in this uh survivor series match i mean cool how dad we, shade mcmahon yeah the i think about survivor series in general i mean these matches the survivor series matches i don't care about them at all because like we were saying the whole conceit of raw versus smackdown is it doesn't not, work it doesn't work yeah the only thing that ever worked was like oh the authority goes away that was like okay that had like some story elements to it Right, right. Like, that's why people cared about that. These matches about like which show is better. That only works if people were like, "That's my show" or "That's my show." If you actually had like a team, whatever, right. Jacob or Edward, was that their names? Yeah, the, but they but they don't like because the yeah. fans just watch all of it. So if it was it, NXT versus Raw and SmackDown, people be would different. be into it. Yeah, but I think like I uh, I like I, the most interesting part about it is seeing everyone interact, and then it's it's. From a writing standpoint, probably super, super hard to book because you're having all these storylines happen all at the same time, all these stories that need to be told concurrently. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it is just too easy to be a clusterfuck. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this, this is Survivor Series. I generally, I don't, I, look, I, I rarely like a match that's, I like a tag match if it's like for a tag belt or it's right. just like a truly two tag teams versus each other. I rarely like a match that's like a hodgepodge. I know yeah. they have to do it to like fill time, but like a whole pay per view of like unnecessary hodgepodging, I just like I I, I get yeah. so I check out hard. Now there, I do think there's some cool elements of there's some cool booking you can have, like the Jericho KO stuff. Yeah. That's like an example. Of, oh, like maybe this is the match, but the story has nothing to do with the match, and that could be something interesting that they do. If the story is Raw is the winner and they get this, then whatever. Right. Now, the, I think a way to make this work is if we see Vince. If you have it be an actual sibling rivalry, and Vince is just like, "All right, I'm gonna give something to Raw SmackDown," or like, you know, or even just being like a pride thing of like, I, you're right, like you've that, earned your daddy's love. Yeah, like maybe that I could get into, but it feels like it's already too late. Yeah, oh, I think if you're gonna set that up, you knew would need to do it back starting in SummerSlam. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm starting to think that like you know Stephanie hasn't really been around. She feels like a part timer right now, and yeah. like she'll come back. I'm sure when we start hitting the road to WrestleMania, they'll be all be around. We'll see Triple H every week. Uh uh, 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 Shane seems so checked out. He to me, he seems like so like give me the script and I'll do it. I, that's how I feel. Yeah. I might be wrong. Yeah, I think that like you know when he returned, I got super super excited. Yeah. You know, and for the long time that was almost the thing that everyone was just like, oh, if only Shane would come back to the company. Um, but I had heard that like yeah, you know, he wanted to go find his fortune elsewhere. And so then he, like, comes back. He does the match with Undertaker, which was really interesting to me on paper. And then I was like, man, this match dragged on for way too long. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, 
But the jump was cool. Yeah. But him, I, I was there, so it was yeah. awesome. Him being, like, part of it, uh, him being part of the Survivor Series match, yeah, there's some, like, really, really cool stuff, and I think you you use that to build some Stephanie-Shane heat between the two of them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's also, like, you don't really have a lot of time to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I, yeah, well, this will just be. Look, I'm excited to see Goldberg Lesnar. Yeah. I'm excited for the IC match. I'm excited for the cruiserweight match to see. Like, although you kind of just know the outcome there, but uh, at that, I, but so, like you know, I, I always say that where I'm like, look, I go to I go to see a romantic comedy. I know that they're going to get together at the end. I go see an action movie. Yeah, yeah I know he's going to be fine. I know that he's you know Bruce Willis is going to save the day. If they do it well, I have a good time. But I'm a sucker know? for real stakes. Oh yeah, well, so the Ziggler Miz. Feud, yeah, that one that ended with the re- the retirement match. That was like the perfect example. That was swerving everybody. Totally, I, I even spoke to Ziggler. I'm like friends yeah. with Ziggler, and he he uh, kind of I don't know if he worked me or whatever because now I saw an interview where everything that he told me was in this interview. Yeah, but like I, he he was like I don't know, I you know like you know he, he never he didn't like tell me results, but he he was he genuinely was like Damn. he worked me. I didn't know, you know? Yeah. It was kind of strange he wasn't on the show. On uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they mentioned him. Was he doing, like, election coverage? Was Maybe. he doing any Fox News stuff? He, he might, might have. Be. I actually don't know. Yeah. Because he has, like, kind of, you know, I imagine his contract's pretty loose now where he can kind of do shit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that last match was, was fun. I, I think Ellsworth... He's selling everything. He took he took a great sister Abigail. Yeah, his tag in that the was the perfect thing. That. And that also was what you want the commentary of saying, "Remember, Ellsworth is not good at listening." <laughs> they gave you like Ellsworth's game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like his yeah, thing? <laughs> he can't control himself. And he's just sitting like, Whoa, like he's a just like a bug. kid. Yeah, I with great intentions. That's the thing is they've been playing. That's why so far they've been playing him really like. Just perfectly, yeah. Uh, the character's just been done. I love. I just love the strange, ominous phrase. I like referring to as the man with two hands, as if it's like the man with no name. It's oh like yeah, his entire presentation. It's also like it's it's authentic. It came out from one squash match where he had one line, and we all just were like, "Yeah, great," you know. And yeah. Oh, I I I love it. He said that line. That I heard Vince came up to him and told me he killed it. Yeah, Vince after that show, and then he's been tapped. Uh, I love this business. I love it. I love. I, just, it. I love that you get rewarded for like just going out there selling something. He lost. Yeah, you know? he lost, but he did. Like he went out there, he did the job that you were supposed to do. He delivered. He sold the stakes. He made us, but like his job was to look pathetic, and he looked pathetic, and so we all loved it. Vince loved it. They, like it's that. That's one of the things that I love about wrestling is that that's what you're. Um, like presenting is like if you do it right, like a he- a good heel should just be like working the crowd. Yeah, a good face should be like fine. It's like when you have that, it's know, it's great. No, it's great. Uh, anything else from this week that you struck you or any other thoughts about wrestling? So like, well, here, I will say that I heard a, I heard a rumor that in the like doing the cruiserweight classic, there's a women's tournament coming up that they've been uh, putting some feelers out there. Yeah, I read about that. And I started, I've been started like seeing some of the names and then like looking some of them up. And there are some amazing, amazing wrestlers out there that I'm very excited about that. I think that that's that like, I like, I like a good tournament. I really, really do. I think a tournament has the opportunity for a lot of really, really great stories. So it's, 
that's that's like my like super super big takeaway. I'm a little bit like um less enthused with certain parts of Survivor Series, but if they do it right and like you end up with a Survivor Series victory team that it's like, oh well, it's like um, you know, Carl Anderson has to stand there now next to Big Cass because they're the ones that like did it and you can come out with a cool storyline out of that would be great. Like it's just I like that mixing and matching. Yeah. You know. Uh uh do you care I I decided to just quickly check some uh wrestle zone cuz normally I read the sheets yeah. before we go but because of the election I was behind so I was checking them quick. Do you want to hear some tweets from WWE stars about the election? Yes, I do. <laughs> Does that interest you? It's going it's going to break my heart maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean it's interesting. Uh this has, look, these are not the opinions of the comedians of wrestling podcast. Right. All right. This is um uh, okay. Uh Actually, I don't know what that means. Oh, wait. This is a picture. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> All right, that's dumb. Uh, so it looks like Bubba Ray Dudley had some pretty conservative tweets, uh, which is not surprising. Uh, he, uh, he, had, he said... Wait, what happened? Oh, just quickly. Oh, he said, how did the media get it so wrong? Because they were lying to you every step of the way. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Beth Phoenix said, I believe in love and respect. I believe in fairness. Equality and humanity above all. That is what I will teach my daughters. Good night. Hey, good honor, Beth Phoenix. or uh, And I assume also Edge. Lana. Yeah. Today, America, better to lose count while naming your blessings than to lose your blessings to count your troubles. Do you get that? No, I have no idea what she's saying. It's... All right, well, you interpret that. Uh, yeah. This is Sasha Banks, not Carrie Underwood. She said, Jesus, take the lead. Cool. <laughs> These are a lot I mean, of, like, ominous Yeah, tweets. I was like, what? Are, like, <laughs> I thought we'd get I some mean, hot takes here. I was here. like, jeez. Well, I think like, it's also, like, you know, that, you know, the McMahons are Republicans. Oh, you know? yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. certain But that are they Trump Republicans? I don't that's, know. That's a I thing. read that they donated to Trump. I'm certain that they did because they're like yeah. Because on here I said that I thought that they didn't, they weren't supporting him, and then I looked it up after the podcast and you reminded me. Um, uh, you want to hear Sami Zayn? Yeah, horrible nightmare last night. It was so weird. I was in Germany, but the U.S. was Germany now, but from like 80 years ago. So weird, scary. <laughs> I get what Isn't he's trying he to Canadian? say. He is Canadian. It, it's uh, yeah. How dare you, Kim? Comment about Mike? No, I'm just uh, kidding. No, Sami Zayn, you're great. Yeah, I love Sami Zayn. How do you feel about that as a Zayn mark? As a Zayn mark, the fact that I—I I mean, I'm I'm with him 100 percent on that one. Interesting. Uh, uh, we got a uh, JBL. Oh boy, are you interested in this? Yeah, Fox News contributor JBL. Yeah. Well, I guess this is his handle, right? JC JC Layfield. John Layfield. John Layfield. Yeah. Hey, America. Either candidate was going to be controversial. I voted for Bloomberg, but. Can we all get along now and quit the name calling? He voted for Bloomberg, so he wrote in Bloomberg. Bloomberg? I don't. Did he mean Bernie? I don't. Uh... Oh, JBL. JBL. Oh, you yeah. ready for jo- Jerry Lawler? Yes, I got to prep myself for this one. Yeah. Ironic. I've not seen one tweet from a gloating Trump supporter today, but I've seen hundreds of hateful and obscene ones from Hillary's side. Oh my God! Fuck you, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you so much. 
You want to hear another John Layfield one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's do it. I voted for Bloomberg, and calling me a racist is just being a horrible troll. I block trolls. Did he, uh, this is what did he write in Bloomberg? Is that know. it? Is this he's like this is like Maybe I'll show it. Is this a like, don't blame me? I voted for Kodo sort but of moment. Bloomberg wasn't even asking for votes. No, <laughs> and Bloomberg wasn't running. That's like writing in Daniel Bryan. Like, yeah, Dude, is he is he talking about the like how many know. votes do you think Daniel Bryan got? Ten. Yeah, probably ten. I ten. Would say. Good. You know, <laughs> somebody out there is like, yeah. Do you see that um, Matt Hardy tweeted out? That he got Matt uh, broken. Matt Hardy tweeted out that he got uh, some government agency contact him to let him know that he got thousands of write-in votes for a president, and he said, and he was very proud of that. That is, I think that's that, just him just being, <laughs> yeah. just him just being broken, Matt Hardy. Yeah, I mean, that was, wasn't he trying? He was, yeah. Well, that's just I, I love Matt yeah. Hardy now. It he's so fascinating. Great. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's so great. amazing. Uh, it's so weird and awesome and interesting. All right, ready, Corey Graves? Yep. Once upon a time, I was on welfare, and I worked my ass off to get where I'm at. Period. No president helped me. You are no different. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's nice. That seems I mean, to just be like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just, uh, I think that's a, a little bit inspirational, and, and I, watching, I really, really like Corey Graves. I saw Yeah, everyone ESPN's, likes him. He's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He's a great color commentator. Yeah. And uh, like watching him on the ESPN documentary, also I was like, man, that guy's that guy's pretty cool. Right, nice he has guy. his kid, and he like yeah. they gave him this opportunity, and he's he ran with it. He's saying some good heel stuff. He had a line yeah. last week that I really enjoyed. That was something just like I begrudgingly liked that or something. <laughs> um, Kofi Kingston. Welp, here we go. Dot dot dot. I was a Kofi Kingston, right? Isn't he like he's uh, his parents are both like teachers in Boston, right? I think as he's not Jamaican. Professors. Oh, oh God, oh geez, I just he's not a Jamaican. Way. No, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a Boston guy. Yeah, he's a Boston guy, and so he uh, like yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And we'll end it on um, the most important wrestler of all, Renee Young, of course, oh. another Canadian, right? Yeah, but if she marries Ambrose, she'll be an American citizen. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. This doesn't feel real. Renee Young's the greatest. She's awesome. Well, look, people, we're going to be okay. We've reached the end of our program here. (laughs) We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And, um, look, wrestling gave us WWE put a president in the White House. Okay? That's something. The Rock is the highest, the biggest star. Yeah, in Hollywood. Highest paid actor. Got, I think it's it's wrestling is important. It yeah. is part of our it is part of our culture. It is an important part of our culture. <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's that's my big promo on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have any last thoughts? I, I said that to you already, but then yeah. I launched into another impromptu. Another segment. bit of last thoughts. No, I I think like um, you know to get a little bit serious here, but uh, WWE was the first live show that took place after 9-11 and so watching SmackDown last night uh, not making big, big comparisons to it, but uh, as a New Yorker I'd like, I I had a, a lot of feelings where I was just questioning a lot of stuff last night and then to be able to go and sit and watch wrestling really uh, helped. I think that like going forward we always, like I said, like I was saying before, you know the only way that we will all be okay is if we all do it together and I think, you know 
get out there, be vote. Do not allow yourself to become disenfranchised with the process. Right. Be be active in your community. I I think like be be vocal and you know don't fear eats the soul. And I think I think we need to give Donald Trump a chance. Like he's our president, whether we like it or not. I think that you you know we got to give him an opportunity to do. It's, the things, that's, the that's positive system, things man. that some of the positive things he set out to do. Yeah, we hope that he has a great presidency. That anyone who voted against him was wrong, and we hope to be at one hundred percent agreement. We want yeah. him to have a one hundred percent approval rating. We are. Everyone is in agreement that they just want the world to be a good place. Whether or not how they see getting there is where we always kind of like kind of get tripped up. So yeah. you know, if if Donald Trump manages surprises uh, us all and manages to be a good and competent president then good on him guess great that's what i always hope for is that i hope that uh you know america just keeps getting better yep that's it uh yeah that's my hot take all right uh so anyway uh, remember guys to uh how can people find you on social media anything wanna, I, anything you want to plug you want to yeah, plug powerpuff girls you can plug powerpuff girls on cartoon network and uh, cartoonnetwork.com I am available. You can find me on Twitter at the Drago Effect, like Ivan Drago. Nice. I and well, the yeah. Russians are in the taking over now. No, so. yeah, this is this is what's Drago. Gonna get, this Dra- is what's going to get me in real good. Who was Drago in that election yesterday? Who was? Oh, jeez, oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. That's all uh, I got. Uh, you can find me on Twitter personally at, at @dblackattack. Remember, give us five stars, rate and subscribe to this. Uh, 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 write us some fun comments, whatever. Uh, uh, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at COW Podcast. Feel free to join in, in our discussion on the Facebook thread. We're posting all the time at the Comedians of Wrestling. Uh, that's been really, that's been really fun. And uh, yeah, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Okay. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.